and welcome! It's yet another Star to Steer Her By, your favorite Star Trek watching podcast. We are now on episode, I think it's 336? It is! Hooray! Um, and after 336 episodes, plus, you know, all the extras and bonuses and nonsense we do, and our blog, which you're definitely following, uh, you all know this is Ames. This is Caitlin. Uh, Is this the right order? Yes. Yes. Oh, then this is Jake. Jesus Christ. Are you certain though, that this is Chris? No. Uh, here we are, and it's a very special episode of A Star to Steer Her By this week, so get ready to get preached at with these very topical allegories of episodes, because we are covering ep- Enterprise episodes Stigma and ceasefire. Stigma? More like ligma. Yikes. More like smegma. Ew. Also yikes. Wait, what uh, did you say? What's ligma? Ligma balls. <laughs> you have fallen for this before. Oh my god. Am I? How no. have you never done ligma before? I, I, I mean, I know about Bofa. As long as you've done <laughs> And I know about Deacon. Well, now you know about Ligma. I do. Weird. You guys are fucking weird. You know what else is fucking weird? Stigma. Let me oh get. Oh my god. Let me tell stigma you about balls. stigma. Jesus. In my god. mouth. Jesus. Oh my. <laughs> <laughs> this is all very inappropriate. Stigma for this balls episode. in your mouth. See, I was gonna say. I mean, I'd say this is inappropriate, but then again, we had the B plot we had. So. <laughs> all right. Let me tell you about it, guys. Actually, before you get into that, no! there's, there's something I forgot to mention last week that I know that I wanted to mention last week and I forgot to mention it last week so I'm going to mention it this week even though it's a week late. Right. And that is Catwalk. Remember Catwalk? Remember catwalk. Yeah. All stuck Meow. The, Where I know. shook my little tush. Yeah. So I realized that it was not last week was our episode 334 uh, right? No. Or 335 yes. or something. So when we did episode 333 I looked something up but I was off. I, I don't know why I was I don't know why it's off but anyway last week Episode 335 of Star to Steer Her by Recovered Catwalk. Catwalk is episode 666 <gasps> of oh Star Trek. Ooh, was that counting the animated series? I don't know. I just saw oh. it. I saw it on, uh, when I was looking at something, I saw it on... Uh, on, on uh, All right, well, Chris, splice this out. Put this in the correct episode so that I can talk about stigma. Here we are. We're doing the thing. Uh, we learn that T'Pol contracted Panar sy- syndrome, basically Vulcan brain aids from that mind drink Tolaris inflicted upon her, as if we needed more to hate about fusion. So Phlox, foolishly, mm. thinks he's stealthy enough to get information from some Vulcan doctors about it, even though T'Pol tells him not to, because she'll be turned into a social pariah if they find out that she engaged in a mind melt because those things are taboo or some shit. And that's, like, the only way to get Panar Syndrome and all this thing. The allegory doesn't entirely work all the time, but that's that's what you gotta know. So, of course, immediately, immediately, guys, the Vulcan doctors know that Phlox is fucking lying, and they find out that she is engaged in a mind meld, and they really want to recall to Paul from the Enterprise. So Archer steps in, waggling his dick around, as he is wont to do, prepared to be angry at absolutely everyone. Well, to be fair... He's mad at Phlox for being so unstealthy it was painful to watch. Uh, for t- I have a friend on yes. Denobula. You wouldn't know her. She's from Canada. Her name is Tepobrable. 
he's mad at T'Pol for not just broadcasting to everybody on the ship all her private information about her fucking life and medical history. But mostly, as usual, he is mad at the Vulcan doctors for being so prejudiced against the Melders, which is kind of, which is totally fair, and which T'Pol isn't one of anyway. You know, for, for once I'd say, at least in that, Archer's anger is justified. Yeah, the way he took it out on T'Pol was mean, though. I didn't yes. like that. Yeah, no, that one great. So meanwhile, T'Pol gets covertly summoned by the youngest doctor, Eurus. Did not look that young, T'Pol, but you, maybe you know better. Vulcan Vulcan young. aging. Who wants to help her because he's actually in that subculture of Vulcans who can do mind melds. Uh, so he gives her some research and tells her that she should come forward with the details that she was forced into the mind melt. And then Archer tells her that she should come forward with the details that she was forced into the mind melt. And then Flox tells her that she should come out and tell her about the fucking mind melt. It's all just countless scenes of men telling a woman what to do without understanding that she's the one who's going to have to deal with the consequences and it's kind of rude. But we'll get into this because it's really, really fucking complicated, guys. Mm. I was so angry. Because here we go. Archer has demanded a hearing in which, goddamn, Eurus just spills the beans all over the place that uh, that T'Pol was assaulted. I was shocked it wasn't Archer, so I've got to give my boy credit for that. And then Eurus, of course, gets himself thrown out of his doctor club for being a melder who didn't see that coming. Uh, T'Pol stands up for herself a little bit because she makes it clear the point isn't that she was mind-raped. It's that the stigma exists at all, but all right, we're going we're gonna to kind of put a caveat on this and do our best because this is a really complicated allegory and there's serious topics and there's like AIDS and homophobia and mind rape and too many things content warnings all around yeah awful uh so in the end all the men in the room were right after all because t'pol gets to keep her commission because because of coming clean about the circumstance oh and in the b plot summing it up in one sentence flox's wife feasel is on board sexually harassing tucker all over the place every chance she gets even though he's uncomfortable about uncomfortable about the whole thing because in an episode that's a thinly veiled reference to gay people apparently it's poly people who are the true deviants the end yeah i have to say it is uh it's interesting watching the the contortions that the that this generation of star trek writers go through to avoid mentioning the existence of gay people yeah Ugh. do you guys want the backstory up front sure yeah maybe here it is it's 2002 i don't remember anything i was doing it's in 2002. 2002 15 years too late for this topic <laughs> but here's the thing uh, UPN mandated that all their fictional programs on, on the network must produce a special episode addressing the AIDS HID epidemic or pandemic, whichever demic it is. Uh, I think it was an epidemic. Yeah, yeah, I think also. But it's also, again, Star Trek should have been dealing with, like, it just highlights how much they dropped the ball 15 years earlier by not having anything yeah. well, about... I mean, this really, then? at the end of the day, everyone did, basically. When, yeah, when they might have also handled it better, because let's just remind T'Pol that she's been raped 85 times. and Like, it's, it's one of those things, like, no one really addressed it at the time, except mm. Nick News, basically. Um, Only on Nick, Nick News. Like, I remember, you know, them doing a whole episode dedicated 
to AIDS in like the early 90s. And Nick in, News did? Yeah. yeah. I don't remember. That I remember that Sorry. too, actually. It was loud. Don't yeah. yell at me. Sorry. No, like, that, that, that was a like. What? <laughs> yeah, it was meant to be like a. Uh, yeah, I mean, again, it's impressive. I'm surprised that they were permitted to, considering the fucking paranoia at the time, even but still Nick then. But for kids. How did how did they talk to kids about this before talking to adults about very, this? Very, very bluntly and straightforwardly. That's kind of amazing. Yeah. What was her name? Uh, Liz, something Ellerby. Ellen? Linda Ellerby? Linda Ellerby. Linda Ellerby. Yeah, she was great. Yeah, that show dealt with, like, real shit. What was the uh, Nick News? Yeah. Nick News. Only it's, on Nick Nick News. Sunday was, nights at, like, 7 or 8. Don't remember. It was Sunday nights. I remember that. But, yeah, it was very just direct, and it spoke to children, uh, assuming that, you know, they would listen and are intelligent if you treat them intelligently. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so like no one did, you know, I mean, like if anyone really should have tried harder, it should have been Star Trek, but again, you know, networks. Well, then again, though, they weren't, they were syndicated, so they probably had more freedom, so yes. Well, I have another story in that case. Uh, here we go. Mm. We're going back even further now. We're going back to May of 1987. Mm. I was shitting my pants, probably. Mm. Same. Uh, and David Gerald, we know him from uh, Triple Fame, wrote a TNG script called Blood and Fire, which had gay characters and an HIV allegory, but it was turned down. He thinks it's because they were negatively reacting to there being an openly gay couple on the show. Hmm. And it has since been rewritten into an episode of Star Trek New Voyages, which we, we should watch sometime. Yeah. What is that? Isn't it like fan, a fan, fan, show. fan, fan series? Fan, Neat. Fan wake. Good, good, good for him, though, at least trying... Yeah. Then, because I mean, eighty-seven. Yeah, that he was, was still, getting at the yeah. ground floor. What's What's really right? So, here's here's what pissed me off. So, also going back to nineteen eighty-seven. So, the Reagans, <sighs> famously the worst. the worst garbage people. Why would anyone do drugs, Todd? Well, I was going to mention this. <laughs> so, symbiosis. Mm. You'll recall the episode with the Why Would Anyone Do Drugs, Tasha. One of your favorite episodes from season one. Well, because aside from that scene. <laughs> aside from that scene, it's good. But you recall who was one of the guest stars of Merrick that episode. Buttrick. Merrick Buttrick. Who died of AIDS not long after. Well, didn't they specifically, like, part of the reason they cast him was because he basically he needed, needed money. the money yeah. for his fucking yeah. medical treatments? Yeah. So, like, in an episode that has a fucking Reagan-era just-say-no ad mm -hmm. and features a HIV-positive actor in a prominent role, it's just, uh, it's just, like, it drives home to me just how much they... The fact that this, this episode's stigma exists just drives home how shitty yeah. they were about this. Well, it's like when way earlier. Yeah, it's like well, it's it's Star Trek and UPN by mandating this. It's like everyone admitting 15 years too late that they are late. Yeah. You know, and it, I'm not saying it makes it better. It's like, oh yeah, thanks for your apology when it doesn't fucking matter. Mhm. Mm I mean, not that it doesn't matter. I mean, this is 2002 and, you know, I mean <sighs> Well, then again, it's fucking... The problem is, in some ways, you know, while people are less freaked out about AIDS, you know, we're seeing homophobia sharply on the rise again. Or at least, I guess less on the rise and more people just being more open about the fact that they're pieces of shit. Well, everybody's being more open about their piece That's of true. shitliness. Yeah, You're yeah. talking about in 2024, you mean? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in 2002, you know, it was a lot of people still could, like... 
Because he didn't talk about it so much. Yeah, it was still, you know, I mean, gay marriage wasn't a thing yet. And stuff. It was, you know, I, you know it was still very easy to do. I mean, fuck, I remember growing up in that era. You know, something was deemed dumb or bad, it was gay. Like, that mm -hmm. was just the go-to. So, it was still relevant in some regards. It is still relevant now. Like, the only part that's aged sort of weirdly is the, like, AIDS epidemic aspect of it. But Yeah, I feel like if you hadn't, if you didn't live, if you were a younger person, as in someone that was, say, born around the time this episode came out, watching this episode now. Yeah. I wonder if you would lack the cultural context about the AIDS epidemic oh, to really, to to really get it. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, we have that we have that cultural context. Yeah. And we, we also, it's, it's obvious watching this episode what they're getting at. Yeah. Well, and even even us, like, we're a little too young. I was going to say, I was barely born when that shit was starting. You know? we, well, we, starting, but I mean, I feel like throughout the 90s, like, I read the Ryan White story and... Well, I think we were, what's for us, like, we weren't there, well, we were probably there technically, but not at all conscious. Magic Johnson. Yeah. We were, we were kind of coming of age when people were starting to, like, be less paranoid. Like I said, we had that, like, it was the start of people, put like, putting out there that, like, you know, it's, it's, you know, first of all, it's, it's only communicable through very specific ways, mm -hmm. and... There's nothing wrong with having it. You know, it doesn't mean you're a bad person. Um, you know, we miss sort of the early days uh, when, you know, rather infamously during, a, you know, a, a White House briefing, people were cracking jokes about AIDS and, like, literally the whole reporter pool was just laughing along to the jokes. <laughs> like, we were there when people were starting to write the ship, albeit very slowly. Yeah. So even our context is a little different. So why did they mandate doing the doing this in two thousand two? Who the I'm fuck very knows? Lost. Well, probably because kids were calling everything fucking gay and being little dick bags. I mean, my best one of my best friends in high school, someone who was my best friend, came out to me in ninth grade, and honestly, like, I can honestly say that I've always been this person because I was like, oh, cool. Do you think Hugh Jackman's hot? What about James Dean? Yeah. Perfect. We're going to be just fine. Like, I could not have cared less. And I know for him it was probably, like, really scary. But for me, I was just like, that's cool, bro. But, like, uh, I do wonder, though, if that's why. Like, maybe it was like, we're trying to save the kids because the kids are doing all the same shit and get calling them gay. But they're not and... doing a gay episode. They're specifically doing an AIDS episode. Yeah. Yeah. And well, I mean, they, they are and they aren't because I think... The, it was conspicuous how yeah. they kept referring to Melders as... The minority. Degenerates, the, the, or yeah. whatever the fuck, or whatever they were saying. You know, I'm a member of that minority. And, like, it just, it like, the scene... The it's scene, not something you can control, you just have it. Yeah, the scene where the Vulcan doctor gave to Paul the medicine and the research, mm. it was it was very... It was, it was almost... Why do people do drugs, Tasha? Levels mm. of, of you know, bonk bonk on the head. That's funny because right before that, because yeah, I, I vaguely recall this episode, but not the details. Mm -hmm. And I remember he makes kind of a face at her as he leaves the room, and I said to Kate, "It's like, you know, I don't remember, but he just made a face. I bet he he can do mind melds." And it's like, oh, yep, there it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it. Mm, like, here's the thing. The problem with this episode is it grows out of 
an awful and unnecessary and horrifying episode. Mm-hmm. Clearly there's like... And that guy's never going to get comeuppance. No. Ever. No. There's like 20 year ago well-meaning liberal allegory going on here. And you just feel like, you know, I don't know, but I feel like probably a lot of the people involved in creating this episode... Were straight and didn't have AIDS. Yeah. I don't know, but, uh, you know. Was that yeah, a... and also, there was also men, because it was Berman and Braga. Oh, God. Of course it was Berman and Braga. And that was the That's thing that... the other thing, yeah. It's such a complicated episode, because I can see everything they were going for. Yeah. And it's such a, a deep issue to try to discuss. But they never let T'Pol talk about it. Because mm-hmm. I think they made it... They made it in such a way that they combined it with her rape story. Yeah. And it, all, all I can do is I'm trying to watch the, the AIDS allegory, but I'm stuck watching the rape allegory. And every time a yeah. man come, says to her, like, why won't you just tell everybody? You should come. You should tell everybody about your experience. It's like there are myriad reasons why she wouldn't want to talk about it. Yeah. Like she, they're already going to make her into some kind of social outcast. The more you want her to, to drag it up and push, push herself down is troubling. Yeah. But also, you know, I appreciate, though, for, for her character that her reasoning is like, part of her reasoning is, is you know, I mean, uh, uh, other obvious things aside, she says outright, like, it's not fair that I should get this, like, pass. Yeah. Right. I liked that. I wish they talked about that more. Yeah. Yeah. Which, again, that's something impressive for this show. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but instead it's Archer saying, but we should make an ex- make an excuse for T'Pol. Because, you know, it wasn't her fault. Yeah, but is it anybody else's fault that they're born this mm. way, that they're able to do this meld? And that's the, I think, like, having her say that, it, you know, admits that they kind of get it, even the writers. Like, Archer doesn't, because he's Archer, and he doesn't pick up on things very quickly. Um, <laughs> he goes to anger first, and then listens. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, because, you know, in, in a sense, I'm sure the propaganda around melding is that like oh a melder will will assault you probably and steal your Mm -hmm. thoughts and like like this fucking asshole did like this fucking asshole did so you know and hey hey not all melders well right exactly but but definitely hilarious yeah yeah oh yeah that guy definitely that yeah yeah, fuck (laughs) that guy yeah yeah that man is a piece of shit but you know i think that what to paul was trying to say is like you know i don't want to condemn these people as being undesirable because I was assaulted. Yeah. Know? It's not... Yeah, it's it's really quite noble of her. Yeah. Because yeah. like, she could a... just have this out, basically, and it does work out for her. But at the same time, like, she is standing on principle mm-hmm. to protect... I mean, I think really, in, in a sense, it's to protect the... What's his name? The, the other Vulcan. The doctor? The Vulcan doctor. Oh, Eurus? Yeah. Well, Who gonna... seems like a good guy. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Well, so... especially when he, like, at the end is like, actually, bitch. Yeah. So, I don't know. I think I think it... I didn't hate this. No, I didn't hate this, but I felt like there were so many moments that I'm like, I want this to have gone a way that was a little more folk... I don't know what I wanted exactly, but it wasn't what we, what we got. Mm-hmm. I, I, I would have... Oh, go ahead. It could have... Like, I think I was expecting... Because, again, I didn't remember it super, super well. But I was definitely expecting it to go... So much worse. But also, like I said, or you said too, like it's kind of inescapable that 
it can't exist without fusion, and that's always in the back of your mind. And mm -hmm. then they bring it up directly, of and course, you're just like, you have to. You have to. Yes. Archer didn't get it for a while when when Tola's like, "Yes, I have this disease," and she's, he's like, "Oh no, this is terrible." She's like, "Yeah, I got it from a from a certain act that uh that I did." <laughs> and he's like, "Oh no, what was it?" She's like, "Oh my God, Archer, how much do I have to spell this out for you?" I feel like that's an unfortunate thing of just like. Archer had to be there being an idiot for the sake of them being able to give exposition for people who either hadn't seen or forgot Fusion. How could anyone forget Fusion? What a piece of shit. Fair, but... A lot of head this, trauma. This episode, like, honestly, from start to finish, just pissed me off so much because it's like, okay... So, not only were you raped, you were given space aids. And then, not only were you raped and given space aids, but your medical privacy is being hugely fucking ignored oh, yeah. by literally everybody. Because Vulcans, Archer, and Flocks alike. Right, the Vulcans and Flocks and Archer. And then and then the fucking Vulcan doctor is like, yes, she was raped. And it's like, she specifically, you promised, you son of a bitch. You gave your word that you weren't going to fucking say anything. Well, it's like you said, Vulcans love lying. I know, but it's just, it's so frustrating. It's it like, let's just fucking rape her over and over again. Let's just keep taking away her fucking, um, you know what I'm saying. Agency. Uh, agency. Mm. Thank you. Thank you. And at the same time, by the way, let's put it with this fucking B plot where a woman is like basically assaulting the shit out of a uh, trip for some nyucks. Like, yeah, this fuck was not, this episode. This was not the episode for that being No, plot. it wasn't. because they so mad. They also, the whole time, they treat it like, Trip is being stupid and not pouncing on this. Well, it's he like, was being stupid and not pouncing on it. But, but he didn't <laughs> want to. Not once in the episode does he say he wants to fuck her. Oh, well, then in that case, he did the right thing. Yeah, that, that again, that B-plot just shouldn't have been here. But the way to do it better in a different episode, different episode, step one. Different Seriously, episode. Couldn't we have done that with the cake flavor episode? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that could have been the two plots. Flox's wife is here. What cake does Reed like? Great episode, maybe. But what you do is you have him go to Flox right away. Mm -hmm. Being like, I think your wife's hitting on me, Doc. And he goes, oh, delightful. You should totally fuck her. And then he could be like, uh, what? And then rather than it being mm, like... Did she give you a rose petal he's bath? freaked out Ooh, by her. It's him being like... Well, I've never considered this. And him sort of like, actually kind of like, maybe being more flirty with her, but ultimately maybe still deciding like, you know what, this isn't for me, and they part ways, friends. Then he sees the toenails, and he's just like, nope, no, yeah, he Oh, no, no, don't worry. This would follow that like, fantasy races rule, where like, the men are always monsters, but the women are just like, green or blue or pink versions of humans. Mm. Conveniently, Denobulan women don't have the horrible, horrible toenails, I'm sure. Yeah, but what do you think the pussy looks like? Pufferfish. What? Because it flocks his head. Pufferfish? I hardly know her fish. Yeah. Speaking of, they gave But I'd uh, like to. I, I think I compared his hair to Frasier's once, and uh, like Frasier, after a couple seasons, they do appear to have given flocks a trim. Sure. Well, that's good. I don't know. The thing with the with the Fiesel plot is, like you said, she's assaulting him the whole fucking episode long. Yeah. Like, in the workplace, him. no and less. Like, this isn't, the... like, in a club. Yeah. He, he's not dressed like he wants it. He's fucking at work. Yeah. While, while they're actively doing a project together, like, write this bitch up. Um, right. Absolutely. Yeah, and it's not that it's not that Trip goes to Flocks for, like, permission to fuck her. He goes there to say, like, 
I mean, he he's concerned that Flocks will will you know be offended yeah, that find his out wife likes him. Yeah, and he just has a different preference than the Nobulans do. Yeah, and they don't treat that with any respect at all. No, well, it's <laughs> a comedy B plot. Yeah, which again, this no. Anytime, like that's the thing. Anytime they try to make the comedy B plot something that is sexual, the Nobulan. <laughs> Well, it is sexual in general. Mm-hmm. General, it always ends up being really uncomfortable. Yeah. What yeah. ones are you thinking of? Oh God, profit and lace. Well, yeah, that's profit. not a B plot. That's, that's really the whole plot. No, yeah, I, mean, I know, yes. but in my mind, it wasn't. Come on. Um, <laughs> so bad. But there were there were other ones too, like the time like Jake Cisco wanted to bang Kira. For some reason. Oh, that was... For some was, reason. Wasn't it? Well, yeah, really. <laughs> that was fascination. Wasn't, that was the main plot. Wasn't no, that the that one where... Um, wasn't that when uh, Troy showed up and had the horny? Or was that a different episode? Or was that TNG? Yeah, that's the same one. Yeah. When Lula, Lula oh, okay. So that's why she's in love with it. Because she's got the... She's given off horny old lady... Yes. Pheromones mm-hmm. or whatever. Xanthi fever? Yeah, that sure. sounds so right. So really, basically, they should just stay away from sex. They should, Panty yes. For, for God's sake. It's always uncomfortable. It's the worst. Yes, it is. Yeah, that, that's uh, to clarify. In my version, he still goes to Flocks, you know, to be like not to ask permission so much to be just be like, so this is happening, and then Flocks explains, mm-hmm. and then and then he considers, and then he says, and then thinks to himself, yeah, but then I have to have weird drama with Flocks. Yeah, and like ultimately that, you know, and it, I don't it, want that. I think he still because you know Flocks would be asking you as he steals food off your plate. So, did you enjoy my wife? Well, plus let's be honest. Oh my god. There is no <laughs> way. Fuck away from me, Flocks. There is no way fucking her does not end up with a three-way with Flocks, which sounds horrifying. I don't know. I might be interested. Very upset. Flocks? I might be interested. Well, I mean, I su- if he's fucking, maybe he doesn't talk so much. Speaking <laughs> of talking, I can't remember if it was in this. If, maybe he, does he not even appear in the next episode? I don't think he does. Mayweather? Oh, he does. He's <laughs> fire. <laughs> He he is there because Archer needs to go down to planet half Vulcan half. Oh Vulcan. yeah, yeah and he's he, has bombard him. <laughs> he has to be bombarded, and then Archer has to tell him like, maybe one day I'll lead the Federation. And he has to shut up, Archer. Anyway, uh, that's another oh, moment though. Uh, but in this episode, there was one scene. I think it was when Flox was talking to Trip, and he sounded like he was doing a Thermian voice. Mm. <laughs> That was his smug, his smug, you must fuck, fuck my wife you voice. You should just fuck my wife. <laughs> You're right, yeah, it was, the, it was the rose petal bath or yeah. whatever. Oh, did she give you the rose, rose petal, petal bath? I didn't, I didn't oh, think... Oh, no, that's Flax's turned on voice. I didn't oh, think God. of that at the time, but that's exactly what it is. Also, we did see poor Mayweather. He had, like, three lines about how he got the shit kicked out of him during what sounds like bull lacrosse? With with melons and yeah, uncle- yeah, Mayweather, what the fuck? Delicious, you poor son of a bitch. <laughs> he keeps having these. It's a living. Well, like the only way they can we get him like into the show at all is by having him constantly injured. Yeah, like seriously, we see him most like what a uh, fucking in oh, his in headache the other the day. space crazies yeah, and yeah. the time he like fell Singular down the day. moving mountain and in the shore leave episode a single fucking practical joke no yep like that's the thing with this show there's two running gags you never see chef and you only see mayweather after he's had a misadventure on a planet <laughs> it was an excuse to show off his abs so good for him <laughs> on board washboard uh, that actor's just using the show to audition for modeling gigs. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, I I feel like 
not successful a plot that meant well and yeah. did better than I would have expected. Archer was better than I expected. Yeah. Oh, I'm not surprised. I feel like Archer is a bumbling shit and he does some stuff that he probably shouldn't and he's always up in everybody's grill. But I also feel like he cares deeply about his crew and I wouldn't expect him to not be cool. He had, I, he had a great line. He says, well, it's been a while since I've been embarrassed by a Vulcan dignitary. And my response was, really? Has every, it, though? Every time you've encountered a Vulcan dignitary, yeah, Archer. I, I we hadn't he, uh, encountered any recently. I was say, the, the unspoken part was when he realized he should be <laughs> embarrassed. <laughs> yeah, I did... Um, the, the, the actor that played the, the head Vulcan there, who we've seen many times, mm. Um, mm. he was the, he was the, the, the uptight guy from um, First Contact. The episode, not the, the episode, movie. not the movie. Okay, yeah, sorry. He was the guy that, that was going to going to kill Riker to save his save his people. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. And he was also the story teller guy from the episode with. Uh, oh, false prophets. False prophets. Wait, Miles. Storyteller guy? No, 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 no. false prophets. The one that were, oh, oh, the was... one that kind of reminded me of John Cleese in that episode, yes. but not here. Yeah. Yes, him. Okay, yeah, yeah with the eye patch. Him. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, we, see, we see him a bunch. He's good. He's good. He was fine in this. He played a, a good smug Vulcan asshole. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking whoever's in casting like just keeps not him as much, but like a lot of the background ones and the like sub commander that isn't to Paul in the next one. They're doing a great job of just casting background Vulcans who whose default facial expression is. I am smelling shit, and I cannot tell where it's coming from. <laughs> like, it's especially bad on Subcommander, not to Paul. But, in general, like, really good job of just these, they're just like... Oh, since you brought up Subcommander, not to Paul, I know we're not on that episode yet, oh, but Christ. since it came All up, right. I want to mention it now. That actor, mm -hmm. I was like, he was like, what, do we know him? And I was like, I, he's very familiar. I don't, we don't know him from Star Trek. Oh. But, Stargate. have you ever watched the television show Parks and Recreation? I've seen a handful of episodes. I will, I swear, someday watch all of it. Okay. Skip the first season. Yeah, I hear that a lot. Can, can it's actually entirely season. skippable, too. So. Um, Good to know. He plays an, a really, really good character on that show. Mm. Um, for our listeners who may have seen the show, he plays the, the accountant that is constantly d elated to hire Ben. Only for Ben to quit the same day, repeatedly. Fair enough. It's a good running joke. It's and a this great guy is joke. so nerdy and good, and yeah. we like him. Fair enough. There was another thing I wanted to bring up about this, because there was another complaint I've seen about this episode, is just how they kind of continuously seem to be retconning the mind meld, and they're going to do it more, so don't worry. Yeah. Because originally, in Fusion, it's like, this is an obsolete practice, we haven't even talked about it in centuries. Yeah. To suddenly... To Paul, you know about mind melds, right? She's like, of course I know about mind melds. Sure. Wow. Well, of course you did. And also now it's the whole reason these guys left Vulcan instead of just, we decided Vulcan society was a drag. We like having emotions sometimes. Mm -hmm. Well, do we know that all of the cast off Vulcans were... Well, that's, that's just what the head doctor said. And he is a prick, so maybe no. not. Well, because mm -hmm. the other... Because remember, one of them was... was I don't know. I don't remember the character. Kav. Kav. Yeah, Kav, who was just didn't get along with his dad. Or Pav. Yeah. Kav or Pav. I think it was Kav. The guy we liked. Yeah. The one who seemed all right. You liked. I didn't care for him. Okay, I liked him. Um, you reminded me of that that 
Oh god, one of the poop people. They don't have a name. The hierarchy, I think. Oh, the Voyager. <laughs> yes, just a man. just a dopey idiot. Yeah. Don't like him. The poop people. Uh, what, anything else? I like it when we see T'Pol in her Vulcan robes. Yeah, she should dress like that all the time, or at least more than she does. I w- here's a, you know what I was hoping would happen in this episode that she would get kicked out of the Vulcan thing, and then she would say, you know what, you can't fire me. I quit. And then she goes to Archer and is like, I want to join Starfleet and get one of those fancy jumpsuits of yours. And yeah, Archer's like, Here with you go. pockets. Put it so on, many lady. Pockets. <laughs> with pockets. She she would she would keep losing stuff at first, though. It's like, mm. I, I literally never... The robes didn't have pockets either. You don't understand. It's like, <laughs> I don't know what to do. Carry a purse. <laughs> nope. Um, that's what those jumpsuits are. They're making up for centuries of women having insufficient pockets you know who probably has pockets andorians don't know it's sure. where they keep all their fucking audacity oh i love that <laughs> that's good uh let's switch over to ceasefire here we are we're doing the thing the andorians and the vulcans are butting heads over this planet the andorians call it Waitan, and the vulcans call it pon mokar and that doesn't come up an awful lot. Butting but. heads. That's that's the Telosians. Uh, and they both like to occupy this place, but they fucking hate each other. And our boy Strand decides, let's get Archer involved. <laughs> He's the most biased man I know. <laughs> this might work in our favor. So when Archer and T'Pol get there, Strand's sexy Lieutenant Tara. Love this bitch. Black bags them just for fun. <laughs> And Shran lays out his demands. He says, I want to see Ambassador Saval. We're going to discuss the Vulcans leaving this planet. We have these random Vulcan hostages. What do we want to do with all of this, Archer? So they, they get rid of one hostage. Um, uh, they're, they're not hostages, Amps. They're prisoners of war. They can be two things. Or whatever, like he, whatever he says. I feel like he tries to like suggest they're not hostages. Yes, He yes. does, yeah. Well, they're in a party. We're having tea. Uh, Ooh, so somehow... Crumpets. Soval keeps in character and doesn't laugh in Archer's face when Archer tells him about their plans for this trip and this negotiation thing with Shran. And somehow he also agrees to go with them because, I don't know, he loves getting black bagged or something. I'm going to skip ahead because there's a lot of just kind of filler stuff this episode. On our way down to planet, someone shoots down the shuttle pod. Oh no! Who could it have been? Definitely that chick, there right? There's a mystery of photo. Wait, it's definitely Tara. Damn yeah. it. Like, <laughs> obviously, you know? Because they just love killing Vulcans or something. So Saval gets shot a little bit, and Archer manages to disarm all the Andorans without killing anyone ever, Mm -hmm. ever, ever. Shran is very disappointed in Terra and gives her a spanking, but she likes it. And then Archer establishes some kind of a ceasefire because he's the only thing Starfleet has that's anything adjacent to a diplomat, which is fucking sad to the end. (laughs) Okay, so I established why he's a successful diplomat. Because he hates everyone? Close. He is the most annoying man in space. And people people sign treaties just so he will go away. Yes. It's like, they like, after he left the room at one point, Shran and, and Saval looked at each other like, what did I tell you? But Deedly bobs up, so you can't see this at home. He was like, I told you. I told you. It's like, fine. If he I shows will... me one more clip of water polo, I will airlock myself. I will. We will sign this, and then we will get light years away from that man. Um, 
Yeah, I so okay. I, I have two two overarching thoughts about this episode. The first one is overarching. Yeah. <laughs> Say what you will about this show, but they know how to stack a cast. Yeah, True. she was stacked all right. She's so, so we fucking have, good. We have fucking Combs. Yep. Plaxton. Yep. And, and Kevon. And Kevon shows Yay. up. Not great, nearly enough of not enough. shit. The split second he appeared on screen, we're both like, wait a minute. Kevon. Chris is like, hey, do we? I was like, is that Kevon? Yeah. I want Because um, I knew he was going to show up. I'm like, where is he? Where is he? No, that's not him. I would recognize him if he were him. Where the fuck? Oh, he's You really just, would, too, because he's, he's a weird looking fucker. Just apparently. on a view screen? Come on. I need yeah. more of this guy. Yeah, not to mention, you know, we get a little view of Von Armstrong. A little and, bit. A little bit. And uh, Gary Graham as Saval is really good. And Which I realized we never mentioned since we've seen him in this. We said ages back in Voyager that we would be seeing him because he appears as that shitty Ocampa that one time. Oh, yeah. Right. Oh, it was For... Tannis. Yeah. Oh, shit. Who I forgot. Who, Kivon? No, no, Soval. Soval. The Vulcan. The apparently only ambassador Vulcan has aside from <laughs> yeah. Data's mom because he was the ambassador to Earth, but now he's dealing with this. It's like, yeah. deep. what? <laughs> How would you... Sometimes you got to wear a lot of hats, you know? Um, hats. Cover those ears. Anyway, and then the other thought I had about this episode is holy timely allegory, Batman. Jesus, like we need Archer apparently. Apparently, oh, we need list. Archer to head over, to, over there, to Gaza because yeah, he'll I get that shit said straightened that. out. Yeah, just what yell is... at everyone until they stop. <laughs> what did I say? I was like, yeah, okay, Israel, something. or something. I was like, huh? Yeah, no, I. I... And like you said, just he just kept showing us clips of water polo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll also say, I know we've seen Andorians twice before in Andorian Incident and Shadows of Pajem. It apparently took a Susie Plaxon for me to give a shit about the Andorians because I enjoyed them in this. Mm, yeah. And I think it was mostly because of her because she's great. Oh, she's the best. She is great. I don't, you know, because she's the only female Andorian in this episode. You can so tell. Tall. You can tell because her shirt is really low cut. Yeah. <laughs> also, the seat sniffer wasn't in this one. I don't think good. so. We never see him again. Good. Good. So yeah. his absence he, made it he, better. He too. fell into a giant uh, garbage disposal. Um, right where he fucking belongs. But and I don't think they've done this, at least not based on what I've seen. But I, I kind of wish they'd run with the idea that like the women are always significantly taller than the men in Andorian culture. Oh, I love that because I know like. You know, Susie Plaxton made such a great Klingon because she could stare eye to eye with Dorn. Yeah, well, that's just funny. It's just just Coke having to glare up at her. <laughs> I, did, I did always like that. Yeah. But even, you know, most of the other guys, too, because probably they've been cast against Combs specifically, were closer to his height, so she just towers over all the guys. That's all right. We love a short king. <laughs> My very first thought when this episode starts and they're talking about this planet and it's like, oh, this is the Andorian name for it. This is the Vulcan name for it. Mm. I, I like stop. It's like, all right, I'm going to tally how often they call it each thing. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and the answer is they, they, they call it Pan Makar more than they call it Waytan because the Vulcans talk more. That sounds about right. Um, Archer calls it Pan, uh, Pan Makar when he's talking to T'Pol and he calls it Pan Makar when he's making a log and then never uses the name of the planet again. Hmm. And all, then from then on, it's only you only hear Andorians call it Waitan, and Vulcans call it Pan Makar. Because I was thinking to myself, there's a good episode, actually there's a whole good giant fucking season of The Expanse, where there's this planet that the people who inhabit it call it Eyeless. And the people who want it for, you know, the, the oh, I forget the, the colonizing group. They want to call it New Terra. 
Mm. And it's always really, really telling who's when they're calling it what, of what side you kind of belong on. Yeah. Look, even if I'm an evil colonizing... Well, I don't know if they're evil. I assume they are, but... Don't call a planet New Terra. That's just lazy. <laughs> Fucking be more creative, douchebags. Yeah, really. It's already got fucked up when uh, the Americas named every or where uh, when America named everything after everything back home. Yeah. Like you gotta. And also eight thousand seven hundred and five Springfields. Well, I I figure that's just because as people moved westward, they just named shit after the place they had lived previously. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> for sure. New New York. New, 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 New York. Admittedly, too, it was also, you know, they were naming these places back before instant communication, so it was a little less awkward. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's not much to this it's, one. Yeah, it's a, like, my synopsis was three bullet points, so yeah. the it's, other one was, like, eight. It's straightforward and competent, and we've seen it before. I Like, I don't remember where, but I, you know, trips move us between them. We've seen that before. I'm almost certain at some point. I'm sure the Enterprise D did that at some stage, or Voyager did it at some stage, or oh, something. The Voyager? I can't think of it, but I also was... I, I tuned out whenever they went up to the ships, mm. uh, except when Christopher Shea was on yeah. screen, because there was, like, nothing really going on. Trip was better than he was during the 7th, when being yes. in command seemed to make him piss himself. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like this was technically a much uh, touchier situation. There he just had to decide if people should get an injection that makes them poop. Always be pooping. Easier call than dealing with intergalactic politics. Always be pooping. Coffee's for poopers. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Um, There was one moment where, like, so Archer sneaks up on that that one Andorian, mm-hmm. and uh, sadly does not punch him square in the ass, but spins him around and punches him in the head. It just wouldn't be funny. But he gets his gun from him, and he, he flings it over, like, a parapet. <laughs> yeah. And at first, I thought, I was like, John, you just gave your gun to Soval. Take the gun! <laughs> he literally Sorry. was yelling at the TV. I, I thought I had that, too. But then he had another gun. Well, I think Caitlin realized where was he'd thrown it down so he could climb down still. At so least it, I think. No, no, he, when he... He was on top of the thing. He still had one when he was up on the parapet. Yeah, so the, I think there must have been two guns or something up oh. there because he, okay. he threw one of them over the edge, but then when he was climbing down... Oh, he had one climbing... Okay. He had one climbing down, so I was like, where... I did not see two guns. So Object permanence, At man. first, I thought he just had no gun, got a gun, and immediately threw it away. Oh, yeah. great, a gun! Fling. Yeah, I think he had <laughs> no, no gun. No one can have gun. Got a gun, threw it away, was like, oh shit, oh wait, no, there's another gun on the floor or something. Also, uh, almost foiled by bad masonry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What happened? That, that building that oh, yeah, the, was collapsing. Fell through the... Which boat. gave Susie yeah. Plax in her opening to kick his ass for a oh, while. true. Yeah, that fight choreo, as much as I loved, because I could tell, like, there were a lot more moments where it was actually Plax and, and Bakula. I'm like, okay, cool, I can see that it's actually them. But it's so highly choreographed that I could see, like, okay, this is when you do a little roll... This is when you do with this. Uh, you know, I mean, it, it, it was obviously staged, but at least it was staged well. I mean... Like, you remember a few weeks ago when Trip got beat with a stick and it was the most oh, unconvincing <laughs> stick? Like, like, yeah, this was a little over the top, but it was just like, you know, competent. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, that's the thing, though. That, that Star Trek has a storied history yeah. of really goofy fight scenes. Yeah, they're not great. Yeah, but I think at this, in Enterprise, they're no longer trying for goofy fight scenes. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't think they have been trying no. for those for a while, but they've still kept happening. Yeah. Except for that time The Rock was on. Maybe you'll know, Jake, because I, for the and life it was of me... fabulous. <laughs> yeah. Couldn't remember, but there's the scene where he first has, you know, given his gun to Soval, and he's kind of like skittering like a little crab walk at one point, point. he does like a pointless combat role. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what movie? Is it one That's of the Austin from... Powers movies where, like, he does a pointless combat role at some point? That's from Galaxy Quest. Thank you! Oh, it was driving me nuts. Yeah, yeah Tim me. Allen does like a combat role and everybody else just walks. Yes, thank you. Oh, well, he got his shirt off again. Yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> I was going crazy. But yeah, he did one of those at one point. And I was like, John, come on, man. Yeah. Hello, John. Yeah, that, that's that's the thing now. When I get annoyed with him, he's John. Um, What's Mayweather in this episode? <laughs> yeah, he was piloting. He, yeah, he was flying <laughs> the ship barely. Hoshi got to be backup science officer again for some reason. Because mm-hmm. apparently she has a linguist and a... Secretary. And a gentlewoman. Well, and whatever you have to be to know how to fine-tune sensors. Yeah. Pineapple She's good fetcher. at operating the sensors. I guess. Really good at it, yeah. yeah. She's they in the really, wrong field. You know, they really didn't need a pilot as a main character. They really just needed someone to operate the sensors. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. We got some really good Sovalisms here. For, earlier in the episode, it's... I don't consider your presence here an asset. That was a good line. <laughs> and then his, his parting line, Captain, your presence here has not been overly meddlesome. <laughs> and the, For that is, once. That is the highest compliment you can get from a Vulcan. Mm. If, I, you're, if you're Archer. I aspire to that. <laughs> I, did, I did like the exchange. What is their obsession with our ears? That was cute. Yeah. I think they're envious. Yeah. I'm a little envious. Yeah, I like that, the weird that, ears. That scene actually with between T'Pol and and Sova was pretty good. Where where he kept being like, "You're that's an emotion. You're say, you're doing yeah. you're doing an emotion now." But except he was wrong. He was like, "Ah, oh, yes, arrogance, an emotion." And I'm like, "That's not a fucking emotion. That's a character trait, you dumb bitch." That is, I should point out, the default character trait of a lot of Vulcans. Yeah. Also, that like, <laughs> fuck me. That really annoyed me. But, yeah, Look, like, basically telling telling to, to Paul, like, yeah, you would be a fucking ambassador by now if you weren't stuck on that dinky little ship. She's like, listen, I'm the only thing keeping that dinky little ship together. Yeah, how many times they'd have been dead by now? I gave Archer this giant book of how to talk to Vulcans, and he didn't read a word of it. He glanced at it. <laughs> I will, like, he should have read that, but I, I will admit, you know, a day and a half is not enough time to read a 1,200-page tree. Yeah, what is this, a fucking how college course? Yeah, yeah. Mm. Jack GPT, explain well, As we said a few weeks ago, thing. it was lost during World War III. Mm. ChatGPT was? Yeah, Jake mentioned ChatGPT, oh, and I said it was lost during the Third World War. Oh, Jesus. You know, what we get to see, which I, for, I believe the first time, is an Andorian ship. No. Oh, yeah, probably. Kind of a whale-y Yeah, they're cute. Yeah, they're kind of when we, I remember saying vertical. the kind of thing where we talked about them in one of our blog activities. Ooh. Yeah. Links below. Yeah. There's usually not links below. Find it yourself. <laughs> I remember sometimes. Yeah, the other thing that I liked is, so, you know, we have this... this this planet, whatever it's called, for by whatever people. And the Vulcans are, are like, oh yeah, we had to take it back because we think they were like, installing some kind of like militaristic tactical base or something. Yeah. And we never prove or disprove that that is true. And yeah, I like that they didn't. Yeah, like just, that doesn't need to be made explicit. Yeah, it would be like during the 7th again, when we learn, oh, this guy definitely was selling those covert bullshit and yeah he's a bad guy after all yeah better to to leave it because that's not the point the point is 
let's get these people to talk, not who's right. The point is, Andorians have this faction that really doesn't give a shit about what Tran says. True. True. And that's fun. I will say, though, to, to uh, Tripp's point, it is a little different than if the Klingons set up on Pluto, because this planet isn't in Vulcan's solar system. It'd be like if the Klingons set up a colony on Alpha Centauri. That's the nearest star, right? Sure. To us? Yeah. Yes. I think there's... I think that's where... Uh, Cochrane. Cochran, Cochran, yeah. yeah. That's where he goes to retire. And gets sucked off for life by an energy being? No, no, he, he actually... He doesn't make it. He, yeah, he never arrived. No, I think he lived there for a little bit. Oh, well, he didn't he arrive. Left, oh. Then he goes off then he, from then there. he left to get sucked off by an energy being? Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Because, well... I heard he arrives over and over again. Mm. I don't know if they because rec- the, so when he's first introduced in TOS, he's described as Al- as Zephyr Cochran of Alpha Centauri. So people have justified that by being well, he moved there. Yeah, later. there's a there's a book that kind of like that I just finished that kind of establishes entirely because this was this came out before First Contact, so it's yeah. just got, it's just like this is probably what happened. Only to be redconned later by First Contact. But yeah, he went and lived on Alpha Centauri for a while. Until he learned that there were people after him, and he went to just go basically sacrifice himself in space. Mm. But then the companion found him, and he decided to live. Mm-hmm. And yeah. their and their relationship between him and companion is very cute. Hmm. That from was what seventeen now? I think people have said for him to be the age he is in first contact. Oh, I don't know. It's hard to say. People looked older back then. True. No, I, I think someone said, yeah, like, for him to be the age he's supposed to be in first contact, he has been born by now and I think might be a teenager. Oh, you mean not now he's at 17? In 2024. Yeah, yeah, like Zephyr Cochran's a Zoomer. Oh. He's on the TikTok. Oh, he loves to talk. Plays a lot of Roblox and Minecraft. Kind of makes you wonder why he's all into that old music, though, doesn't it? Like, it makes sense that he likes the music that he listens to in First Contact, when First Contact came out, but it's like... Mm. Yeah, that's, that's true. If he's 17 now, I mean, not that we knew... Like dub stop or been whatever. Yet. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's funny, you know. Well, it's it's like, actually I said he's this listening movie. to old man dad rock, even though in the last episode we were talking about you know Trip's choice in movie, discussing the fact that like oh my god no no art exists after the date the episode was made in real life. It's so stupid. Like you could just make up names. Like it didn't have to be some Bella Lugosi shit. And we didn't see any of the movie. It wasn't like they had to find one that was like not copyrighted. Yeah, yeah they... but it had to. It had to evoke the kind of feeling that the movie that exists evokes. But I don't know I about. No idea what I just said. <laughs> I have, like. I'm not familiar with that film. Yeah, so like, it. it didn't evoke anything for me. I've never even heard of it. That's what I mean. They could have like since we don't see it anyway. They could have named. Even if they'd want to make one up, they could have named a movie people fucking know. <laughs> I'm sure some people know that movie, but... Like, of all the Bella Lugosi movies, like... How about Dracula? Heard of that one. Anyway, point is, it would have made a lot more sense for Zephram Cochran to be really into the Beastie Boys. Yes. <laughs> that is that is actually very true. That's funny. That's pretty funny. Because that would have been his dad's music. Mm. Classical. Mm-hmm. We're now going to move on to our thoughts <laughs> Our, our segue. Just keep getting. That's a good one, guys. All right. So oh. when I was putting together our character spotlights, and we, you know, we covered all the the main characters from the Next Generation, and a couple of the more minor characters that you see enough that we we were able to put a blog activity together about them. Then I hit 
Rolaren and thought, there are not enough things that Rolaren does to make a full post out of this. Also, if we're including Ro, we've got to include Tasha, but I've already made the schedule, so there's nowhere to put Tasha. So, everyone, welcome to our battle royale. Tasha Yar versus Rolaren. One may enter, one may not enter. Boo. That's not how that goes at all. Boo, 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 boo. So what I've done Doesn't is I've go. set up a competition between Tasha and Blaren, in which we're going to kind of like go through individual areas of uh, of of thing and determine who wins in each area so that by the end we can have our definitive answer of which character is the badass bitch of the next generation. I think it's fair to say that you know, unlike our past TNG discussions, we have no choice but to bring up Picard. Definitely. Sure. So, spoil- at, least, at least in one element. Yeah, yeah, so if you really want to go into Picard completely blind, turn off now. Well, See you next week. We'll can, be watching. Nobody I don't should know go what. into Picard dry, though. Conversely, don't watch Picard. Yeah, don't watch Picard. Let us spoil Picard for you. Yeah, it's watch just... Picard when we watch it, so you don't have to rewatch it later, and then we can all have some good laughs. Ro dies. <gasps> Spoilers. To be fair, you can name any fucking character from TNG and say they die in Picard because they usually do. Mm. What? No, everybody in Picard. Ton of ton well, of characters. Any non non major. If someone shows up from TNG that wasn't in the opening fucking credits. They're probably gonna fucking die. In fact, they might come back to life. Did Barkley twice? Did Barkley show up? No. No, he didn't show up. How do you know that Barkley? Oh, uh, right. Because well, he's a shit uh, now. because Sorry, he never yeah, yeah. would. You'd have to recast him, which What's yeah, his that's name? fine. Shoot, Dwight. Shoot, Dwight. Dwight Schultz. Dwight Schultz. Eh, whatever. Right, we're not Douche talking bag. Dwight Schultz today. We're talking. Oh my Shot god! But we're, but we're gonna have to probably. eventually, aren't we? No, I'm not talking to Car- Barkley. Oh, he's only he's not that important. He's in Voyager more than he's in TNG. I think. Yeah. Or at least as much. All right, so our first category is childhood history. Who has the more, I don't know, interesting or... Traumatic. Or tra- definitely well, traumatic. Ro has the more traumatic history, right? Does she? Didn't she, she? She had to watch her dad Oh, wait, my God, I forgot! Yeah. yeah! Oh, my God! Yeah! Holy shit! Yeah. How do we even compare right? gang rapes or rape gangs? Yeah, it's not Fuck. gang rapes, rape well, gangs. Well, gang so. rapes by rape gangs. I mean, we don't, probably. We don't know. Of, I mean, I assume so. Look, from a... From All a, we know is that she was running from them and, constantly. She, had a, and she had a cat. Oh, I didn't know she had a cat. Oh, yeah, she did. I forgot about that. And uh, Ro, of course, like, watched her own dad be, like, murdered. I mean, and, rape like, gangs. Rape gangs. Oh, God. And, For... uh, like, beaten by the Cardis, I guess. From, like, a real-world perspective, I find Yars much more upsetting because why did you write that, guys? Yeah, but the like the term rape gangs came like, up adds, way too much. No, it's not so even that. Much. It's just that it adds like it almost makes it funny, and I don't want to laugh about rape gangs. But you can't say rape gangs over and over again. Yeah, it's just <laughs> you've said it like thirty. times. I know, and it's getting ridiculous, right? But here's the, here, yeah, but here's the other thing. Yeah. Hit now, although it. we did talk, they did talk a lot about rape gangs so in much. the show. We know that Bajoran women. And young women. Oh God! Yeah. Were regularly. Oh God. Uh, swept into Gold Ducat's swept bed. Swept into Gold Ducat's harem, and mm. from, I'm assuming other gulls as well yeah. were part of that whole thing. So, 
Do you think when they're circling potential Bajoran women to molest, they're like, mine, 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 oh, mine? Because they're a bunch of gulls. they're gulls. God damn it. Oh. All right, guys, I've got, I've got the tiebreaker so right here. I'm so sad that it took me this long to think of that. I don't, and here's the thing. I'm not quite sure if we're saying who has the more, who has the better, like, backstory for a show, perhaps. And this one, let's discuss if this sways it in either direction. <laughs> because Roe gets a second childhood oh, and yeah. rascals. No, Roe, Roe. Ro. Ro. Put oh, it on yeah. the Roe side. God, Jake. Sorry, I didn't. I couldn't see what was going on. I yeah, we're putting we're putting post-it notes on a, on a on a thing just so we can document who gets who gets which points. That's true. So the thing too now with pre-enterprise backstory, I guess kind of with both of them, we don't know loads. Whoa, whoa, whoa! We're still on childhood history. Oh, we are. Okay. Yeah. We well, have. So, to, we so need he, to determine who well, wins. Okay. I'm gonna. I'm <laughs> okay. I'm gonna make the case right now that regardless of rape gangs. Roe should win on this. And it's not about who, who has the more traumatic background. Who has the more interesting background. Because, here's the thing. Yar's background, it's mentioned one time during Where No One Has Gone Before. That's where we see the, her with the kitty and mm-hmm. the rape bangs. It's mentioned during Naked Time. It's mentioned a few times. Uh, but we only really get backstory on it in Legacy. Legacy. After she's long dead. That's the only backstory we get. Whereas with Roe Larim... They built an entire fucking television series mm. to further explore her backstory. True. Oh wow. Uh, oh, that's a very good point. Right? Like the entire the whole Kardashian the entire basis of 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 DS9 is established to flesh out more of Rose's story. Remind me which came first, Ensign Rowe or The Wounded? The one, yeah, The Wounded. The Maxwell. I'm pretty sure I'm. I will check the now. The wounded may have come first. I can't remember, but uh, the Bajorans were introduced in Ensign Row. Okay. The Cardassians might have, yeah, because I, I'm pretty sure what it, I'm pretty sure wounded came first because they were trying to chase down Maxwell. Like that yeah. was the plot of that. But it wasn't because of Bajorans yeah. or anything. I think the Cardassians were introduced in the wounded and the. Bajorans were introduced in Ensign Row. Uh, so they were really close to each other. Oh, we, were they? Well, that's good. Ensign Row aired 7th October 91. Oh, Ensign Row came first. The wounded. Oh, really? No, sorry, second, second. I 28th January Math 91. Is hard. Well, I, I saw January and thought <laughs> January was after October, but when you work at a school, the start of the year is September, so. <laughs> September? Um, so, yes. The Wounded came first, January 91, Ensign Row was October 91. Yeah. But I so would still say season. that, like, the Bajorans are the more important That's a good point, factor. and I like that. And also, Legacy isn't even a good episode, so. <laughs> it's, it's fine. Yeah, All I right. guess. Are we in agreement? Row wins childhood I, history. J- oh, Jake, yeah. Jake just nailed it for that, yeah. Jake, give, give us a little star or winner or something on our board. A little, little smiley, a smiley face. A little sad face, because it's such a sad story. Oh, it looks just like Rose. I don't know why I drew N and What's M. up with his eyes? <laughs> she got, it's eyelashes. She got yeah. the eyelashes. Yeah, yeah. Originally, Bajoran's supposed to have uh, ridged eyelashes. Then they said, that's too hard. Let's just make it the, the bridge of the nose. Okay, pre-Enterprise backstory. Now, this is interesting. So this is like a, their adulthood, but before they... The post-childhood, pre-being on board the Enterprise. Yeah, like immediately before the Enterprise. It's the stuff that Picard tell, that talks to them about. I genuinely don't remember anything for either of them. Well, so in the so so well. Well, so, no, Ro was in yeah, like Ro was in jail. Yeah, she was she was in jail for insubordination. Mm-hmm. 
She was in jail for getting eight crewmen killed for disobeying an order. Oh, right. Oh, so not just... Dis- <laughs> yeah. Nice job, Nick Rocarno. I, I definitely buried the lead on that one. <laughs> um, I forgot about the deaths, that's true. So yeah, she's got a very tragic backstory. And Yar has a backstory that I'm pretty sure only comes up in... The all- finale? Uh, did it come up in All Good Things? It came up in Legacy. Oh, I thought it came up in All Good Things. Yeah, so it comes up in Legacy. Picard is talking with Yar's sister, Ishara, I think. Uh, and, he, and he tells her, ah, yes, the reason I asked specifically to have Yar on board my ship was because I, I saw her rescuing a colonist from a Carnelian minefield and thought, I need that per- person on my ship. Okay. I think Yara wins again. Yara wins again? <laughs> That's my... She got people killed. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, got, I think I'm going to give this one to Yar. Really? Because she didn't get people killed. Yeah, she saved people. That yeah. seems better. If Picard, it's heroic. If Picard takes an interest in you, it's good. Picard's interest in Roe didn't begin until after, until like the end of Ensign Roe. Well, yeah, that's because... She, he, she needed to prove something. Mm. And Picard's got this weird thing about Bajor and Bajorans. I don't know. Really? I just... I, yeah, because her, Cedo Jaxa, Bajor in general, like... He's there in the premiere of DS9. Like, I'd really quite like them to join the Federation, you know. And Ben's just like, fuck you, Lacutus. Um, <laughs> fuck you and fuck the Bajorans. He's I got this weird, like, like, I don't know. Like, he almost wants to be Bajor's dad as much as Gul Dukat, but mm. in a Federation way. Oh, not in the hot way. <laughs> Call him daddy. Oh, God. Uh, alright, well, Wasn't so, okay, so, alright. Uh, so we were saying Yar, then, for this? We like Yar? I like Yar. Yeah, it's good. Cool. Anybody want to fight for Roe for backstory? You were the one that wanted to fight for I Ro. don't need to fight. I, mean, I think they both suck. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> That's a better smiley face. Oh, hi, White Cat. Have you come to bite me? Yes. I did. No, he's Friends? Who's, who is their friend? Data is friends with Yar. Well, Data I'm going to bring up in a different category. Well, me too, but I would say that they're Still friends. Still friends. Um, Before. That's true. They are friends. Like, actually, Yar does an interesting thing, thing in that when she's delivers her eulogy for herself. Weird, weird yar. Um, she basically goes through and talks about her friendship with everybody. And so, mm. yeah, that's true. Everybody does come up, including Wesley, which is strange. Mm. Remember that time I told you why drugs are great, kiddo? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, Ro, on the other hand, doesn't really seem to have friends. Have friends. She eventually befriends the, those people in the Maquis. Yeah, she's kind that's of friends with cool. Guinan. Everyone's yeah. friends with Guinan. Everyone's yeah. like, that's the thing. That's the thing I wanted to bring about bring up about Rowan friends is that when Guinan says Yar never met Guinan. I want to be her friend, you know that you're something special. Actually, Yar did meet Guinan briefly in, in yesterday's and, yeah, and in all And, and Guinan was like, Go get yourself killed. Yeah. <laughs> Guinan tried to have her killed. Um, uh, but for Yar, I think Yar has a much more interesting friend. Mr. Worf. Mr. Worf. Because yeah, they are Worf, buddies. Like, they play Parisi squares together. Worf bets on her for that martial arts competition. They're always kind of, like, mm. doing their security thing together because Worf doesn't exactly have a position on the ship. He's just kind of there, there to be Yar's yeah. friend. Yeah. And I always kind of liked whenever they did something together. I thought it was cute. Yeah. And, like, one of the things that I think is that just generally... Worf and Yar were kind of redundant in oh, absolutely. Uh, in the crew. Yeah. And it never made a lot of sense for them both to be there. My favorite thing is in in All Good Things when Picard is traveling through time and enterprises and shit and he's in the old enterprise, the all the 
encounter at Farpoise Enterprise. Oh, he's like, giving Worf orders. Worf, do this thing. And Yar's like, that's my job? Am I not your security officer anymore? And he's like, oh, right. I totally, I totally forgot you were a thing. Because <laughs> Worf is so much better. And you've been dead for six years, from my perspective. I mean, not that. <laughs> Mustn't break the temporal prime directive. Too late. Yeah, I gotta. I think I have to give friendships to Yar. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I think the quality in Guinan makes it pretty close, though. I mean, Guinan is a high-quality friend. But when do they ever hang out, aside from Rascals? Yeah, uh, Ensign Rowe, they, yeah. they hung out. She, she, Guinan's the one that tells her, basically talks her into telling Picard the truth about the secret mission. Should we watch Ensign Rowe? Yeah, it's mm. a good one. Yeah. Um, I feel like Guinan's more of like a mentor to Rowe, though. Well, everyone Guinan is. Guinan is a mentor to everyone. Yeah. Well, and also like because like you could probably you could say the same about Captain Picard. Like I don't see anyone saying that Captain Picard is friends with any of these. No, people. no, he's not. <laughs> but he's but that's he is the, but he is like, but he is like a, a father ju- figure for Roe in a lot of yeah, ways. Yeah, he doesn't join their poker games because you're you're my children. <laughs> yeah, no, like like as far as space dads go, like. Picard is very Victorian and distant. Cisco is the space dad that plays PlayStation with you. Oh, that's cute. And also buys you drugs. <laughs> uh, space dad, why? Well, no, no. You know, he's the space dad that like buys beer. It's like, all right, fine, but you're all staying here so I can make sure you're not out there being stupid. That's oh, my mom, especially with some filthy Ferengi. Mm. All right. So, so are we, are anybody want to fight for Roe, or are we good? I thought I thought Guinan was gonna was gonna push it over the top. I mean, Guinan, Yar, I'll, I'll give it to Yar. She's got a good two for going. Is the thing. Yeah. Oh, then, and that's the thing because she's also got Troy. Like she actually she borrows clothes from Troy and Naked Now. They would have been doing naked yoga thing. together if uh, the Naked uh, Naked Now. I never remember which one's the TOS one. Naked Now is TNG. Naked is TOS. The Naked Now is TNG. Yeah, I mean the thing is just like Roe is not. Friendly. friendly yeah exactly no. she's just she's just kind of bitchy to everybody so i get it though yeah, yeah no it's are. fine i think that's a good that's a care that's a good quality of row but if we're specifically judging them on their friends i'm gonna say yeah Yar. yeah anybody care to fight no no Yar. nar narp all right our next category is pets yes yar, yar apparently yar, had a cat yar once well she told the kitty to run run from the rape gang did um, Roe have pets? There, Ro- there were cats in the rape gang as well. I'm not aware of Roe having mentioned a Yeah, pet. and we're not aware of... cats are rapists. We have no evidence of Roe having pets, otherwise the, the show would have shown us, as it usually does. So I think this one is flat. Yar, Yar had a kitty. Well, honestly, thank God Roe didn't have any fucking pets. Look what they did to her fucking dad. What do you think they would have done to her dog? Mm-hmm. No, I think I think, I think think Yar wins by default. Yes. Yeah, yeah. The two greatest words in the English language. Default. All right. Oh, Ooh, here we here go. Here we go. The, my, my favorite so category. Yar, so really, really, this let's is. Let's tell the audience what it is because they can't see. It's banging. It's who banged who. Romantic yeah. interests. Uh, Yar wins. Yar banged Data. Ro banged Riker. But neither knew who they were at the time, so that's weird and creepy. But wait, I have a tiebreaker when we get to it. Oh, okay. okay. I, because, I, okay, so we got Data. We're putting the sticker up on the on the board, and we got Riker. You know, amnesiac Riker. Oh, amnesiac Riker and drunk Data. But Yar also has Castile. Hey, Castillo. 
Oh, that's right. Who's this? Right. Her, her purest boyfriend from the Enterprise C. Who eats pieces of shit for breakfast. Oh, oh Tashi Yars? Yeah, Tashi. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I liked him. He was great. He was great. Yeah. So... The thing is, I, I uh, you know, I really like Riker, but, uh, but, but it also just seems it... like Yar bangs a lot more than... Well, I mean, she also there. did bang half the ship in the Naked Now. Yeah, but I think true. it was, like Data was. She did. Yes. Yeah, Data was like the only the only one left. Okay, yeah. I hope we talked about this at the time, oh, but I don't feel like someone who was fucking running from rape gangs would be like, "I'm gonna fuck yep. everybody." We definitely talked about that. Good because what the fuck, uh, the writers of TN sh- fucking G. Again, I, I think Yar wins because of all the thi- like the only kind of. So again, we've got drunk with drunk data. Riker and Roe were both amnesiacs, which is weird and uncomfortable. Yep. Castillo was like two adults who knew who they were, what was going on, it was consensual. That wins. Yeah. We do see Roe kiss Picard in Preemptive Strike, but that was as a ruse so that they'd blend in in the bar. I completely that forgot about count. that. I that bet Luke, fucking Jean Luc came up with that. You know what will really throw them off, Roe Laren? <laughs> if we make out. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't expecting the board to be going so heavy on Yar, but don't worry, I think it'll twi- I think well, the, it'll turn around. The last two have been defaults, really. Yeah. What uh, the last two? Right, so we're the give, friends? We're, give, we're giving this pets and romantic interests. No, romantic. This isn't defaults. Castillo, I think, is a is a meaningful uh, relationship. So we're giving it to Yar. Is that the, the case? Give it, yeah, to Yar. give it to Yar. Well, it is not. I guess not. That it's not meaningful, but I feel like the one we have for Roe, because of it's, its very nature, doesn't count. Like it might as well be non-existent like kitty kitty or her lack of any kind lack of, of lack, lack of, of kitty. kitty all right so so now we're getting to the interesting stuff where i think we're they're going to have much more like uh, philosophical conversations because our next cod category is fighting prowess when do we see our characters fight well well yar fights that lady in that um code that, of honor that was the first thing i thought and that made me sad and that was terrible i mean she did win the fight in really a, a very, you know, dangerous, difficult one with all the weird poisoned spiked gloves and shit. But she did also get her ass kicked by a puddle of sludge. Oh no, she totally lost. That was a skin of evil. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, she uh, she sure did. Is that a fight? That's more like she was just assassinated. Yeah, it wasn't a fair fight. Mm. Sometimes you can like do everything right and still lose. Ah. <laughs> yeah. Or you can just be Tasha Yar and get but, fucked uh, by yeah, a puddle. Yeah, like calling it a fight is a kind of a technicality because she didn't stand a chance. Nobody did. T- did. Did she have any other like big, big? Um, I know in cuffs? early in Code of Honor, she threw Lutan's like first lieutenant like over her shoulder. Good for her. And then just to show off the holodeck or something, they go in. She puts on like some fighting robes and beats up a holodeck. Thing oh yeah. To yeah, show yeah. off. I mean, here's the thing. In her very small set of fights, she proportionally does better than Worf does in his TNG fights. Against blue barrels. Because <laughs> Worf was... <laughs> a Skeletor. Ah, that's true, that's true. Curse you, He-Man! <laughs> um, does... Okay, so now Ro. Who does Ro fight? What do we got here? Oh yeah, the next phase she beats that Romulan up, kicks him out of the ship. She oh, throws yeah. him through a wall into space. That's pretty, That's pretty cool. Yeah. I love that for Ro. She fights um, with Riker over uh, over her earring. Well, that's not a physical. Yeah, we're talking fights right? in the sense. I know what we're talking about. Um, I just don't have anything to contribute. Mm. 
Yeah, that was the one that I could think of for Roe. Did you guys have any other thoughts of when Roe was kind of a, a physical fighter? She bounces, she jumps on a bed with Guinan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I can't does, really... Does Baby Roe beat up any Ferengi? She might. Mm, she only sticks a communicator on one of their backs, and that's it. Mm, yeah, that doesn't count. Um, she, well, I guess it's not really a fight, but she does try to kill the aliens that are in, um... Disaster? No, Power Play. Power Play. Mm, I'm gonna bring really... that, I'm gonna bring that up for a different category, okay. though. Yeah, I can't really think, I mean... I don't know. I for me, I think kicking a Romulan out of the ship into space. That's is, just so cool. That's very cool. <laughs> it's way cooler than whatever the code of honor was. Yeah, the, the glaive, the poisoned glaven. Yeah, just, glaven. I do give your credit for you know knowing the scheme enough that she didn't get Yarina killed. That yeah, seemed, that's true. That seemed nice of her. Mm. Mm. But still, there's nothing. Nothing from Code of Honor is redeeming in any way. That's what I was thinking. It's like I don't want to give anything credit from that so fucking. I'm giving this episode. one. I think this yeah, let's give it a row. This is this is a this is a kick a Romulan into space. All right. All right. When do we see these characters in command? And the answer is you is pretty much. You are never really. Whenever they have the option, they don't take it, and that's the thing I wanted to bring up for this for this mm. category. Now here's the thing, though. I would argue that in Disaster, Roe does kind of take command because... Um, because Troy sucks. Because Troy wasn't. And it's really much... It's only later in the episode that Troy asserts herself in a way like... And here's the thing. I still say that Roe was, was right. right to want to wanna separate the ship. Mm. And like... A good commander would have made that decision. Yeah. Like, that was what Troy eventually learned in thine, own in self. thine own Self. Go sacrifice Jordy. Yeah, send Jordy to his death. And, like, that's that was the decision that Roe was making in separating the ship. It worked out. It turned out Jordy didn't have to die. Or, in, actually, in that case, it would have been Data and Riker that got blowed up among along with anybody else down there. Probably a lot of people. Yeah. Jordy would have been okay because he was in the in the... Uh, shuttle. Well, I thought cargo you were killing Jordy would have been okay. I was like, wow. <laughs> no, no, yeah, but yeah, Riker and and Data definitely would have got blowed up. No, the instance I could think of for Yar when she really should have taken command was in Angel One, the woman-led planet, where mm. when she and Troy go down there, it's understood, hey, you you two will be the ones in charge, and then Riker strolls strolls in. Half half erect already, ready to go. With no fucking beard, like a dumb bitch. And just walks all over the fucking planet and takes charge. And you're like, but but we had Yar ready to do a thing. Yeah. God damn it. But she didn't. she like the Mayweather of the show, or she kind of was. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I think I'm gonna give this to Roe myself because I, I don't even remember that happening in Angel One. Um, it's because it's because nothing came of it. It's because she should have been in command, but instead Riker had a peck out. I guess I would also say Ro. Yeah, let's give it to Ro. Yeah. And since we did already say that we were going to bring up um, Picard stuff, she is a commander. Oh, yeah. In Picard. Oh, yeah. Mm. What's that episode called? Imposters. Mm. I'm sure. saving it. You're saving what? You're angry at Picard? So, so mad. You're starting to sound like Joe Pesci in uh, Home Alone. 
Yeah, I like it. Let's give it to Ro. Yeah. Our next category is ethical stands. Bro, we know Yar hates drugs. Yes, yes. <laughs> From symbiosis. But Tasha... Yeah, which is mostly... It's not even her ethical stand. It's Nancy Reagan's forcing this stuff into her mouth. Now, Ro leaves, like, betrays the Federation yep. on an ethical on ethical grounds. Mm-hmm. Actually, no. You know what? Yar. I'm giving it to Yar. Really? Whoa! You anti-Makino? No! But you're boyetting No! Because you know what? She fucking goes back to Starfleet, doesn't she? Oh my god, she does! I didn't think of that! Oh, you're, so you're saying Picard ruined... Picard ruined Whoa. Rome. Oh, that's interesting. I did not think Tasha of that. Tasha sticks to her guns. Pew, pew. Wow. Um, well, I, we don't know that because she got killed. Still, you know what? She didn't Actually, get a chance. No, your ethical stand, she goes to go save the Enterprise C. Yeah. You either die a I hero mean, that wasn't or you an live long enough to become a villain. So much as a, oh, I'm dead anyway. Well, fine. Well, I might as well go out with fine. a blaze of glory. Fine, that was a badass blaze of glory. That was a ba blaze of glory. But yeah, no. Picard season three fucking ruined Roe. Shit. You're not wrong. This is why we ha I couldn't avoid bringing up Picard, because... Let me think if there's any other ethical things. Yeah, those were the ones I could think of. Are we not talking about the earring thing? Is that an ethical stand? When do we get to talk about her earring? In the last category. But it's a personal but style. But that's not right. It's not. It's her religion, and she has to, like, take shit for it. I feel like that needs to be brought up somewhere. That is a good stand, too, though. Um... Yeah, I think it's an ethical. I think it's an ethical. Yeah, uh, sure, I'll, I'll put it there. Thank you, James. Because yeah, that's standing up for her culture. Yeah, her culture that the Federation did fucking nothing to help. And Coward. also, she does. Also, in uh, Ensign, in the episode Ensign Rowe, after being counseled by Guinan, she does make the right decision when it came to telling Picard about the, you know, that she was. So I don't know if everybody remembers, but I don't. But she, so the so, she was sent to the Enterprise ostensibly to be like the Bajoran advisor for yeah. Picard, but in reality, she there was a bad moral that had put her up basically mm. to to sell out the the Bajorans and get get a bunch of them killed. That's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and she was. And it was like a, the Badmiral had worked out some deal with the with the Cardassians, where this like transport ship that was supposedly carrying Bajoran terrorists, but they but Picard set it up like after after Roe told him this, Picard set it up so that the that it was empty. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And the Badmiral was upset about it. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, this is a tough a tough category. I think yeah. even in spite of that, I'm still going to Engine Row myself. I just, nope, no, I just, she didn't just go back to Starfleet. She goes, like, to brainwash camp and becomes an anti-fucking, she went counter-intel. It's like, wow, way to completely, what was that guy's name? Terry Metalis? I hate that guy. Fucking hate that guy. Damn. I despise yeah, is, him this, so much. This is why, maybe, maybe we just shouldn't be counting Picard, except for the la except for the 10th category. That's the problem. Yep. That's the thing. We got to 10, and I was like, wait a minute. Oh, no. And this whole fucking tidal wave happened in my head. Shit. We could call it a draw. Works for me. 
Okay. Fine. <laughs> Strategy and tactics is my, uh, the next uh, category, <laughs> which is kind of just a miscellaneous category of stuff they did. What other stuff they did did you guys want to bring up? When uh, I want to talk about Rose failed attempt to kill the um, the power play aliens yeah. by zapping them with zapping juice. It came pretty close to working, didn't it? It was like last minute one of them realized what was happening. Yeah, like Data, no, Data, Data, Data stepped away. out of the, the it was oh. a very narrow beam and right. Data just happened to step out of range. Uh, so it wasn't her fault that no, it failed. That's, yeah, no, uh, she should have She should have hit the button earlier. Yeah. She just didn't have the timing. Um, That's a good one. I'm going to throw out... Um, say the thing. The, the problem with, Ro- with Yar is there's, like, so few... Things the, she does. She does. Like, the things that she... Like, the things that she... That you remember are... Banging Data. Yep. Fighting that woman. Yep. Killed by a puddle. Getting killed by a puddle. Killed in the most stupid way possible. Um, she had a pretty decent scene with Picard when... She thought Q was going to kill her. I thought her strategy of creating a Romulan character so that Denise Crosby could come back to the show was a pretty good one. <laughs> Getting bitched by Q. We're saying that's a yar. That's a yar moment because both times she's in the Q episodes, Q, one, Freeze, freezes, that's right, yeah. freezes her, yeah. and then second, puts her in timeout with Picard. Yeah, in mm-hmm. the penalty box. They really almost never actually show tactical officers getting to be tactical. They're always just running the board, but the captain actually usually tells them what to do. Hmm. Like, just in general, not just her. Like, now that I'm thinking about it, like, they never have, like, the tactical officers go, Captain, might I recommend Pattern Zeta? And he goes, good call, Mr. Person. Well, there's cause and effect where it's like, oh, do we listen to Riker's stupid idea or Data's also stupid idea? But I think it was... They're too busy ignoring all of their uh, security officers' thoughts. That's because it uh, wasn't it wasn't the tactical officer's call. It was because they like programmed that like yeah little subliminal trick. Yeah, Worf so. didn't help at all. No. Worf did nothing. But again, this is again it's an issue with like sort of all of them that have had an official because TOS didn't really have a tactical officer character. Like it just kind of was the captain's job to handle tactics. But then when later series had an explicit tactical officer, they still wrote it the same way. Mm. Um, Why am I just realizing this? <laughs> You were bamboozled by the trap. I have mm. another one for Ro. Okay. She bitches the Ferengi and rascals. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what? It's like the only th- good thing I'll ever say about rascals is that Ro got to bitch some Ferengi. Good job, Ro. I was going to say, I was trying to think of like something to say about um, Next Face. I feel like we only brought it up briefly mm. here, but like that's a pretty significant episode for Ro because it deals a lot with, like, she's dealing with the, the belief that she's dead and like the afterlife. Yeah, but Jordy's the one that saves the day. Jordy is the one that saves the day. But I, thought, I don't know. I thought there was a lot of interesting character stuff for her in that episode, especially yeah. like around the whole. Uh, don't oh, chant for me. Don't chant for me. Well, and then you Argentina. know, Riker. Damn it! I was about to say that. <laughs> Riker wants to give us a eulogy for her. And we never get to know never, what it was. She never gets to hear That's what it is. That's a friend Row kind of has. Had she been around more, yeah, they probably would have actually become friends. They might mm-hmm. have even actually consensually banged. Hmm. But, but yeah. instead they were just weirdly like, he was being a weird Bajoran racist and she was being Ro. Yeah, I'm going to give this one to Ro. 
Oh yeah, because Yara never does anything. They, they, she just didn't get to do for the a lot. tactical officer. Yeah, like had Yara been around for when the writing got better, she might have. But she was yeah. only around for the worst written it's season. It's not her fault. It's no, just, it's just a fact of her short-lived. Okay. Deaths. Deaths. Two for Yar. She's got two. Yeah, she's got two. One of them. One of them is stupid. She gets Very killed by stupid. mud. Yep. And the other one is pretty badass. Not even fun mud. Not like hairy mud. I say, like I, regular you mud. Said, I was trying to make a hairy mud joke. You beat me to mm. it. Get, getting killed by hairy mud would almost be more embarrassing than dying to real mud. Now the thing is, she gets... So Yar's second death is off screen, of course. That's true. She doesn't actually die on the Enterprise. No, she dies yeah. Little fucking, little fucking Sela. Sela gets rats her, her out. Sela rats her out and she gets, she gets executed by Romulans. That's a terrible one. While trying to escape and save her daughter from the Romulans. Still better than dying to mud. Yeah, it's a better death. Yeah. It's not great. No, neither is good. It's a meaningful death, but she did also bring bring Sela into existence. I mean, this is really... You said yesterday's Enterprise, but she doesn't die in yesterday's Enterprise. She dies off screen after yesterday's Enterprise. Her death comes about in Redemption Part 1. Well, that's what we hear about it. Or no, Redemption Part 2. Because she what? has that, she it's, it, it is part two. Because she, she's only revealed as the cliffhanger <laughs> in, Reve- in right Redemption part. Uh, oh part God, it's so stupid, but also perfectly Romulan. Yeah, um, yeah. Like of course Romulans would have a weird time displaced baby of someone. No, just waiting to bear fruit with Shinzon for reasons. Ro. Does die in a blaze of glory, crashing a sh- kamikazeing a shuttle into a starship. That is a badass death. It's pretty badass. Of of all the let's kill all of our favorite one off character one off or like minor characters from TNG in Picard, hers I thought worked. We'll talk about this in more detail when we get to Picard, but because who else did they kill in Picard? Why am I not remembering all these characters? Hugh. Oh. Hugh. Um, Maddox. Maddox. Echeb. Echeb, more importantly. Echeb wasn't. Well, oh. Hugh. Data several times. <laughs> um, fucking uh, Shelby. Oh, yeah, Shelby. Shelby. Shelby on screen for, for two no seconds just reason. to get shot. What? Shelby? Uh, Riker's, Commander Shelby right, from Riker's girlfriend Best of Both uh, Worlds. She's not oh. Riker's girlfriend. I know. <laughs> No, she's the fucking first officer of the Excalibur, god damn it. I know the novels don't count, but fuck. Sounds like you don't know the novels don't count. No, <sighs> I just kidding. What a fucking joke. They specifically did not kill Tuvok. They teased it. Though. I was shocked they didn't kill Tuvok. That would have been a bridge too far. Making a bridge joke? Is this like a Shatner thing? I don't... No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just say that... Isn't that a phrase? No, it's a phrase. It is. is. It is, but you put put emphasis on bridge, so we thought there was like a Star Trek joke happening. I just want to say I didn't think that. Okay. I don't want them to lump me in with them. (laughs) I didn't think that. I just... Um. (laughs) Sorry. That's the thing. I gotta gotta be fair. I'm thinking about it metatextually, and that enrages me in ways I can't even begin to deal with. Like, in-universe... Ugh. I, I, yeah, when we get to Picard season three, like, you're gonna have to drug me before every episode, or I will just spend the whole time... That's probably the way to do it, Just, yeah, I don't think we'll be able to tolerate it. I just, for me, Picard season three is, like, 
the rise of Skywalker of Star Trek. Oh, that's how the rest of us, are, or how Jake and I, at least, will feel during season two. Yeah. Oh, I, don't worry, season two is fucking awful as well. Season two is the last Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> kind of, yeah. Um, Thanks. All right, so what are we doing about death? <sighs> I don't know. I want to give it to Roe because I think your, all of yours death are, deaths are stupid. It's true. I would agree with if she had, If we learned she just died in that blaze of glory in yesterday's Enterprise with the Enterprise C, fine. Learning that it was baby fucking Sela. Baby fucking Sela, kid. <laughs> the baby fucking Sela. Is it dead? Sheila. Yes, it's dead. It's Tasha oh, fucking no. <laughs> Oh, no. Like, oh, my God. Just, yeah. Like, setting aside that she was only there... Because she went back to Starfleet for some reason that doesn't make sense. It is a better death. Well, here's the thing. Her if if she hadn't gone back to Starfleet, her death would have been murdered by Jem Hadar. Or you could have just off screen. Like maybe she just, you know, obviously the Maquis end. But she could have survived that and just said, you know what, fuck it, move back to Bajor and been a Bajoran. Like here's the thing, really. What they Ro sh- should have been on Voyager. Ro should... Well, yes. Ooh, Ro yeah. obviously should have been on Voyager. And Ro... But no. In, in, here's my argument for Ro. Ro should have been the Seven of Nine character in uh, Picard. In that she should be a reclaimed Borg? No. No. That what the fuck are we talking The backstory about? that they gave Seven of Nine in Picard... Would have made oh, way, more sense. way more sense. The Rangers. That would have made a lot of fucking sense, um, actually. And, like, he actually would have already had a connection to the character in that yeah. case. Yeah. Damn. But God, maybe, Picard is so bad. Maybe she wasn't available. We don't know. Yeah. I mean, did maybe, have Jerry Ryan, which is always great. Yeah, she's all right. And they finally, yeah. she got yeah. finally got to be in a series where she got to wear dignified clothing. Yeah. I'll have things to say about this in the future. But yeah, because I, I also have thoughts about seven. Nine. God, we're gonna become the most insufferable fucking podcast when we get to Picard. We're just gonna be so angry all the time. I mean, I feel like how's that different from now? I was gonna say we're gonna be very angry people for several years. I won't be, because I fucking won't be able to remember what any of the episodes are about, so I'll just be, like, floating around blissfully, well, see, like, what, what did we watch? What'll happen is, I'll be the one person that is, well, then again, I thought I was gonna be the one person defending Enterprise, we saw what happened there. I'll probably be the one person who's like, come on, Discovery wasn't that bad. Hmm. <laughs> but Picard, we're all gonna be kind of annoyed, so. Anyway, who are we giving the deaths to? No. I heard votes for Roe. Heard row. What did Chris? Specifying in universe row. Yeah, I'd say row. Metatextually, fuck her well. death. No one's gonna fight for Yar. Sorry, Yar. Even her own horrible. Fought for, fight for herself. Her own horrible daughter didn't fight for her. All right. Yikes. She's she's such a good Romulan though. They're such terrible people. I love them. But who's dressed to kill? Yar. Yar does have that. She's got that, that great sex, fucking haircut. That, that dress. No, I just just for that oh, one. Haven, that right there. Oh, the haven. Oh, that there. wins everything. Just that one time with that haircut. That should have just been her permanent haircut. I thought her nighty was pretty nice too. Oh, yeah, sexy nighty. Naked now. And naked now. Ooh, and naked. Yeah, naked, yeah, remember that. naked. Naked now. Thing. Naked now. I only remember the terrible X dress. X dress. The, no. the dress. It had like the. It was a cross bra kind. Was that hers? Yeah, all yeah. I can with think of her is, hair uh, slicked down all weird. Like, thank God for heaven, heaven for little girls or whatever that sugar and spice. The episode of TOS where they had didn't wasn't there? Oh, didn't yeah. The um, robots have like uh, X dresses. Yes. Yeah. Um. I'm I'm not paying any attention. Uh, the the one you love this one with the Rock. androids and Christian Chapel. Okay, what Jake said. What yeah, are, what, what are little girls made of? The, the woman had like a sort of an X shaped. Yeah. What about yeah. 
That I was just saying that's the only one I remember. I don't remember Yars. Yars had sort of like a similar X design. Um, Yar. I think. Yeah, I think you know, and Roe really has a bob a cool, and a, a cool earring. She has a bob and a and a headband. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. She's kind of pretty utilitarian. She doesn't. She doesn't. Well, she didn't fucking grow up playing dress up, did she? No, well, neither did Yar. Yeah, Yar was running from rape gangs. Damn it. I'm just saying that Haven hair counts for a lot. Yeah. That's a great haircut. The fact that it wasn't her permanent haircut makes me sad. Headband. <laughs> oh, yeah. An earring, like, there's a religious uh, component to that, which makes it... Yeah, and it means I give her... It means I also give her, her credit for, like, standing up for... I want to... Sh- you know, oh, yeah, totally. I want, I want to portray my culture. Why does Worf get to an idea? Yeah, I was just gonna say, they never ever gave Worf... You know why? Oh, because, sh- because fucking Worf would have beaten Riker to death with his own arm. <laughs> uh, she gives her her Starfleet jacket to a child. Shots. Oh, yeah, I forgot It's her Starfleet uniform. <laughs> They'll just replicate another one, eh? Mm. <laughs> That's true. We do get to see... I think she's the only one we, we get to see in the Starfleet-issued tank top. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Before Voyager, yeah, I think so. It's a different tank top, too. Yeah, yeah. Because Voyager, they're just like the normal-looking gray ones. I yeah, yeah gray tank top. I'm still angry that we didn't see more of the scant. Mm. I mean, like, not really mad, but... I mean, right, if you're going to do it, do it. Th- so are we giving it to Ro or Yar? Not going to be Yar. Oh, Yar flat. Yeah, that, that sure. haircut just is just worth so many more points. All right, so. All right, we're tallying. It looks like we have a tie. Yeah, we have a fucking tie. Did it tie. fucking tie? It did. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> well, then that means we have to try to get to the bottom of ethical stands, right? Okay, yeah, I, I ruined it by being a bitch about eight. <laughs> I would say Ro gets it for me from ethical stands. Yeah, because I think in preemptive strike, her ethical stand is so well put. Like, I, I expected Roe to get it for ethical stands because I was not considering Picard at all. Mm. I, maybe we should. Everybody's <laughs> happier that way. Oh, but then she'll lose deaths if we don't consider that because she's not dead. Mm. Well, then we just lose that category. But yeah. then we have a tie again! <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know if that's true. No, then we would, right? Because we'd have a win here and then a win here. Or no, if we lose the category... Completely. Then no, then, then Roe would win. Oh, okay, fair enough. Well, I think, right? But I feel like her death is such an important part of her hair. Kind of. Because she gets to come back and be like, I always, I always loved you, Captain Daddy. Self-destruct the ship. Do my, fa- my, my favorite Janeway impersonation. <laughs> I was going to say, what? I mean, the thing is, does the there ship. have to be a winner? Can we just say... They're these, both badasses. They're both badasses. Yeah, yeah, there we go. And they're both criminally underused. Yeah. Like, I expected Roe to just win flat when we discussed this, so I get, I did get, pointedly give Yar some gimme points in, like, because I knew personal style, Yar with that hair. And oh, I yeah. knew Kitty, duh, fucking obviously. But I think this also goes to prove that if Yar had stuck around and then gotten written by the better writers... Like Rogot, yeah, she'd yeah. be a great character. Well, here's the other thing too, though. Strength of acting wasn't a category. <laughs> if she, but stuck Michelle around, Forbes is no. She might have gotten better. But Terry Farrell have. got really good. We always bring we up. always say this. Mayweather has yeah. abs. So much so. <laughs> <laughs> I just think the problem is, and I, I was saying this to Ames the other day, is that the writers, or the, really the creators of TNG 
fucked themselves in multiple ways. Oh yeah. By having two security guards, they had Yar and. But Morf. no, but no chief engineers. But no chief yeah. engineers. Morons. Guys, how could you forget a uh, like this? Hey, you know, you know how the chief engineer in TOS was one of the major characters. You know what this new show doesn't need a chief engineer. But it does need a psychiatrist on the bridge. And that's the thing. two tactical And two people. tactical officers and a blind man driving the ship. Well, that actually was kind of a nice Star Trek-ish thing. Oh, it's not an X. It's a... Well, it's kind of... And just to clarify, we were saying this was a good dress or a I'm, bad I'm dress? I'm showing everybody the... sexy. The, I like it. Oh, I hate it. I'm okay. not a fan. This is the, the outfit from Naked Now. What about the Superman... Whoa! Do we do we have to do we have to take away her point for for, for personal no, style? Oh God! No 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 no, no 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 no! No, she won for that haircut. We don't yeah. have to talk about it. I'm not sure. And about... I like the hair in this too. So yeah, Superman, the little, little, little swirl. Yeah, the swirl. I like the swirl. What do they call that? There's a word for that. Isn't uh, it? yes, that there curl. is spit curl. I think spit curl. That sounds right. Gross. As opposed to yeah. a cowlick. I think I always thought that was a cowlick. No, yeah, no, that's like just a random yank at the back. Yeah, of the head no, like I have one. It turns out everyone has. Well, yeah, but you have to have short hair to have it really show itself, yeah. People, in fact, once made fun of me because I didn't know what it was, and I I said, like, oh, what the hell's a cowlick? It was my boss at the vet's office. She didn't really make fun of me, but she went, oh, the girl with a a cowlick doesn't know what a cowlick is, and I was like, I don't know. I still don't know what a cowlick is. (laughs) You're just going over yourself, like, wait, 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 what, what, what? Would you call me bitch? Well, I ruined everything. You no, it's you. fine. I think it's. I think, <laughs> I think it's. I think it's nice. I think it's fitting. <laughs> so, ooh, too loud. Wow, Chris, why are you that? so loud today? I don't know. I think it's a little man. punchy. I think Chris is deaf. Well, Chris, you deaf? I do have hearing issues, but oh, oh, sorry. Then that was rude. <laughs> so this has been episode three three six three three six of a star to steer her by. We are leaving on uh, thematically appropriate. You know, we didn't know who was right on that planet. And we ended with a tie between Yar oh, and yeah. Ro. So look at that. Definitely T'Pol. T'Pol was right. <laughs> there we go. So please do join us next week when we will be discussing future tense. I bet time travel is involved. Oh boy. And can't... I genuinely don't remember how this is pronounced. I'm sure we'll hear it in the episode. It's either Kanamar or Kanamar or... I don't know. It's C-A-N-A-M-A-R. Calamari. So look forward Calamari. to hearing how that's pronounced. <laughs> Next week. Until then, follow us on Facebook and SoundCloud and go to sshbpodcast.com to get to our Tumblr. Where you can see the board. Yes, yes. The beautiful, beautiful Yeah, the Roe versus Yar board. And you can maybe jump in and be like, well, thanks for ruining everything, Chris. Here's why you're wrong. Or you can be like, you know what? That handsome fellow has a point. Until next week. This has been Chris. This has been Ames. This has been Caitlin. And this is always Jake. Which one of us is the handsome fellow? Me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Damn. What the fuck is this? Hello and welcome to A Star Whoa, to Steer Her By. my week, bitch! Yeah. Yes, I haven't even done the Whoa. silence yet. I'm just trying to get us moving, kids. No moving. I'm ready to get moving. I'd like to move it, move it. I'd like to move it, move it. My bowels, move it, move it. I'd like to move it. <sighs> Have they used that in like a laxative ad before? I don't know, but I fucking wish, dude. That would be amazing. I mean, they, they often do. Like they have, there's that one that's like, I gotta take a piss, I gotta take a piss. 
I got a pants. I got gotta a go, gotta go, gotta go, go right now. Oh, gotta that's go, gotta go, gotta go. Not at all what Jake was wow, saying. Wow, I forgot all about that terrible ad. Yeah, I gotta take a piss, gotta take a piss, gotta shit my pants. I gotta pee. We still haven't done the silence. Oh, no. God. All right, silence. We're stuck with this. Hey. Now. <laughs>